Welcome back to Two Passing Time. I am Maddie. And I'm Rose. And today we have a special guest. She's back. Hey guys, it's happy. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get started, make sure you guys check out our Instagram account, Two Passing Time. Um, That's where you can get in contact with us Mm -hmm. uh, for any audio requests or anything you want us to talk about. If you want to get in contact with us, that's how you can reach us. In today's podcast, we are doing some juiciest tea or juiciest topic or titles on Reddit. So it can go from serious to not so serious. So we're going to handle pretty much a little everything. And yeah. So to get started, I'm going to start with a creepy encounter. I believe I was targeted by a human trafficker by spiritual box. I, 20 female, work part-time at a small business in my local mall and usually work alone. I am a sales associate, so I am required to talk to customers and encourage them to buy things. It was the last hour of my shift when a creepy man came in. He was about mid-40s, and everything about him was odd, i.e. clothes didn't fit, experienced shoes, socially awkward. He originally asked a pretty standard question about a less expensive item that I happily answered. After this, though, he continued to ask questions almost as if he wanted to keep my attention to him. He then asked if he can try out our most expensive item in the store, which is a massage chair. And I said, yes, we let everyone try it out. At this point, I just thought he was an innocent yet socially awkward guy. He gets in the chair to try it out and continue to ask unusual questions. We chit-chat a bit, and I tell him the massage chair futures and the price of it. All of a sudden, the question gets more personal. He asked what high school I went to and if I missed it. Me being naive, I said the high school I went to and that I did not miss going. He says some story about a teacher I've never heard of and said he missed high school a lot. He asked if I lived around there, to which I avoided a question but implied that I lived close. He then repeatedly asked me the price of the chair and asked me to calculate the price along with our two most expensive items in the store. I thought he was fully interested and I was convinced he was about to buy it. We made commission on the chair, so I ignored his creepiness because I wanted to make the sale. He kept insisting that he needed to walk out with the chair today, and he was—he has a truck that is big enough to hold it. It seemed I had finally answered his question to his liking because I was able to walk away a bit. He then made a phone call and started describing how I look, my age, where I live approximately, and what store I worked at. He then said to the person on the phone, we got one. We got one. I had suspicion that he was creepy, but this is confirmed. I asked him from behind the ca- ca- cashier counter, you're not talking about me, right? He shook his head no. He then stood up from the chair and said he will not be buying the chair today. I was so scared and alone. No one else around me but me and him. 
I ran to the back and grabbed all my stuff and pulled out my pocket knife. He then left the store and hung out right outside the only entrance slash exit. I didn't want to leave, but I couldn't stay inside the mall. I waited for him to go out of sight and then quickly locked the store door and ran outside to my car. I, cry I called my manager and she said I have to close the store properly, turn off lights, count registers. So she told me to go in into a nearby store in the mall and call a security escort. I did that. Was escorted back to the store to close up and was escorted back to my car with no further incident. I live in a city with one of the highest rates of human slash sex trafficking in the country. Was I being targeted by a human trafficker? Edit. I appreciate all the support and education on human trafficking and how they target the victim. When I wrote this post, I was not educated on this topic, and this was the first thing that came to mind when I had this encounter. I realize now that this was not human trafficking, but still a scary encounter nonetheless. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am. Is it okay if I go? Yeah, go. Okay, I am not educated on human trafficking, sex trafficking, or any of that stuff, but kidnapping, I think that's what was about to happen. She was about to get kidnapped. Because. But then again, why would they leave her alone? Yeah, by herself. Why is she the only one working? As a I 20 year old female. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, at least have somebody else who's trustworthy, mm -hmm. who's who, like, might be able to, like, swoop in and mm -hmm. help out if something weird is going on. Because mm -hmm. I would definitely hate to be in such a situation. But I feel like she was, like, she was about to get kidnapped. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's, I wouldn't even, like, I don't know. I don't know. You work night shift, don't you? Yeah. But I... But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do. I work night shift. But you know, like, yeah, seven... It'd be dark, but one thing about me, they say that, oh, since I work there, I'm supposed to park, you know, not in the visitor spots and, or something <laughs> like that. One thing about me, I'm a park closest to the building, okay? <laughs> I'm a, if there's a parking lot close to the building... If you're a patient, you're going to have to go park somewhere else because <laughs> there's been some times where it's been, like, the one, the one spot that's, like, closest to the building that I can park in, and then it's somebody else who doesn't look like they don't work there, mm -hmm. and they expect me to move, I guess because they see my uniform. Cute. I'm going to back up into that parking spot. <laughs> and then also, like, with that, um, I remember a few, when was it? A few weeks ago when I left work early, it was around 3 a.m., and they were just like, oh, you shouldn't be going out there by yourself, you know, get security to take you out or whatever. I don't trust y'all. I don't trust nobody, bro. <laughs> Even security could be one of them. I was mm -hmm. like, nah, I got Jesus. Amen. I'm going to go out there by myself. And if I see somewhere, <laughs> I'm either running towards the hospital or towards my car. And whichever one is closer is where I'm going. But I'm, and then usually like when it's like, when I get off, so seven thirty, it's usually light outside. So, okay. I'm fine. He may have been after you. He may not have. The important thing to pay attention to here is that you felt unsafe. Use this to make a plan for how you will keep yourself safe in the future. You were shown your vulnerability, and you you wisely and appropriately recognized it. The next part is to make sure you are never that kind of vulnerable again. 
Be weird, be rude, stay alive. I'm weird and rude sometimes. <laughs> and I guess that's what's keeping me alive. I don't know, but like, don't they? I feel like when you're that young and you're working with other people, don't they like suggest that you walk out with everybody else? Most cases are like that, but not always. Because I remember my last job, I was like the last one to leave. And I was, what, 19, 20? I'm just like, I don't think that's a safe thing for a 19, 20 year old to be walking out of the building. Like, I would be there when the cre- cleaning crew came in sometime. Mm. I would like walk out and my car is the only car in the parking lot. I'm just like, there's no way in hell my manager is supposed to leave before I leave. Mm, yeah, like they we, should reevaluate that. Exactly, people. People knew I was the last one to leave, but nothing was being done to fix that. Man, <laughs> and my coworker was like, "That's not right. You are a female. At least mm-hmm. have another male here. What if those cleaning cleaning crew? God forbid. But like, what if they attack you, or assault mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Because they're not a part of the company. Was they a a subcontractor?" So they came mm-hmm. after hours, after everybody's gone, to, like, clean. That is so unsafe. I would definitely be like, nah, this is not happening again. Either you get somebody else in here or just don't schedule me at these mm-hmm. times. Yeah, because I can't. So the next one, the title is, I went to the doctor today and I completely embarrassed myself. So... <clears throat> For the last couple of days, I, 22 female, noticed a really bad smell whenever I went to bed. <laughs> last night, it got so bad, it actually woke me <laughs> I sniffed my armpits, and the smell was absolutely horrible. <laughs> it, made no it made no sense since I had showered the evening before. I got a... Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> wait. Wait. <laughs> She didn't understand what I should think when she showered the, the evening, evening before. before. Not even the evening the day of? I don't know. I got out of bed and sprayed some deodorant on, which helped a little bit. This generally concerned me, so I called the doctor's office and was able to schedule an appointment for this morning. I took another shower before I went. The doctor checked, and it didn't smell, and didn't smell anything unusual. He told me it might be a reaction to food, but wasn't sure what. It could be. He asked me to call in a few days to give an update. I went home and I changed my sheets. While doing that, I accidentally knocked over a aloe plant that stood up on my nightstand. That's when I noticed. The roots of the plant were rotten to the core. I sniffed the plant and I, de- <laughs> and I determined that the smell came from there. I was absolutely mortified. I called the doctor's office and I had to tell them that the that the poor man sniffed my armpits for no reason besides my stupidity. <laughs> the, assistant told me, the assistant told me the doctor was in the office right now, so she put me on the phone with him. I explained the situation, and he couldn't control his laughter. <laughs> I could hear his assistant laughing in the background. <laughs> I apologize for wasting his time and for the pit sniff. He said it was all right and that he got a good laugh out of it. So that was a little bit of relief, but I still don't think I can ever show my face again. I sure wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. For sure, for sure, I definitely would not. Um, hmm. Hmm. 
Would you even consider going to the doctor for that? Before that? Mm-mm. I gotta give it a couple of days before I'll be like, okay, this is an issue. First of all, I'll make sure I shower before I go to sleep to make mm-hmm. sure that's not the cause of it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm already in bed, what's the whole point of deodorant? <laughs> <laughs> it's a genuine question. But deodorant is supposed to last 24 hours, right? Yeah. So you could put it on and then see if the next day, if it wore off, or the next morning, if it wore off, then it's like, you know. Uh-huh. I, before I go to, before I go to the doctor, I will go to work that day and be like, guys, do y'all think it's normal for your... <laughs> I'm like, do y'all think it's normal for your armpits to be smelling or whatever? Like, you know, you've done everything, mm-hmm. but it still smells. Mm-hmm. If the nurses feel like there's something wrong, mm-hmm. I still want to trust my way. I wait until the doctor, co- one of the doctors <laughs> coming in the morning, or I ask the on-call doctor, and if they say something... They ain't going to get it looked at? No. Oh. I'm going to be like, well, I had a friend who's, who, you know, <laughs> is going through that. What do y'all recommend? Oh, you're asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. asking for a friend. Because uh-huh. there ain't no way. <laughs> but let me see. Okay. It says, one of the comments is like, I'm a doctor and I would take, I would take 10 of you. I promise you this made my week. I mean, don't doctors have to handle some of the worst things? First of all, doctors don't do anything. All they do is... I feel like it's the nurses that do the nurses their work. The nurses do everything. The doctors just come in, check to see how the... Hey, how are you feeling today? Your pain, blah, blah, blah. And then just leave. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? How does that make me feel? Mm. It's okay, because I'm going to be putting people to sleep anyway. Are, are you waking them up in a yeah, couple well, hours? Or? No. <laughs> the medicine going to have to wake them up, hopefully. Once we resolve. Mm-hmm, hopefully. But I feel like she should have... Searched it up? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Like, mm-hmm. looked around her, around her like her surrounding mm-hmm. and everything. <clears throat> Check everything before you take it to the doctor. Because, like, sometimes she just wasted money for what? And it's not cheap. Exactly. Just for a little checkup, you spending bank on that. And I'm just like, honey, you just got to But I have to about soon, boom. But I have to <laughs> They just need to give some to me because I'm like, struggling. I'll show them how I'll use it. <laughs> the next story is on the subreddit, Am I the A-hole? By throwaway, am I the a hole 70? Am I the a hole for not waiting for my mother in law to finish her prayer before eating? (laughs) (laughs) She is a Muslim, so her prayer isn't related to eating, but something she has to do five times daily. My mother in law always pulled the stunt of waiting right until food is already served at the table to do her prayer. It doesn't matter whether it's lunch or dinner. Everyone is forced to wait for her until the food has gone cold. She would always say, go ahead, but don't wait for me. I don't mind the food going cold. But it would be rude not to wait. So we end up waiting, and mm-hmm. then she's done. She reiterates re- 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 again while we waited for her, and we should have eaten first. So this time, I was really starving and decided to take her word for it. Everyone kept telling me to wait, but I told them sorry. <laughs> 
I'm just really hungry. <laughs> you can all wait if you want. And then took a part of the main dish to my plate and started to eat in the midst <laughs> of various dirty glares. When the children saw me eating, they were also couldn't hold back anymore <laughs> and boldly reached for the food. Then everyone ended up also eating except my sister-in-law. When my mother-in-law came out, she was shocked when she saw everyone eating in the, the, the much more skimpy main dish. She said, why, yes, do help yourself. You've stuffed yourself up full already. Sister-in-law immediately jumped in to single me out as the perpetrator perpetrator, who started <laughs> this while everyone else <laughs> remained quiet. I told her, I thought you didn't mind us starting ahead. And she said in a sarcastic tone, oh, you thought I didn't mind, huh? Seems like your parents never taught you manners or how to respect your elders. Yes. I extended politeness by saying that, but people who have some manners would know not to dig in like a pig. Others started to intercede to calm her down, telling her things like, don't mind her, she's young, while mother-in-law retorts what young at her age I had three children, etc., and then told them I'm not eating her food and went back to the room. I still found it kind of funny and childish even after we left until my husband berated me and when we got home. He asked me whether I was satisfied now and why I couldn't just be patient that I knew exactly what I was doing. But even if I did indeed know exactly what I was doing, I believe there was nothing wrong with it and I'm tired of her pulling these kind of stunts. But at the same time, I did cause some unrest within the family and start things up knowingly, which might make me a a-hole here. Nah, it's her fault. It's the mother-in-law's <laughs> fault. Because why are you waiting till the last minute to do your prayer mm-hmm. when everybody else is hungry? Like, think about everybody else. Come on now. And she said they could dig in. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to dig in. Okay. <laughs> I think I would have done it the first time right. she said the it. Fir- I wouldn't have waited for her. Wow. Uh, I remember um, when I used to play soccer in middle school, um, I used to have a friend who lived right behind the school. So after soccer <laughs> practice, we used to go to her house and her mom, this one time, I remember this one time, um, her mom brings out food for us to eat and it was me, her, and her little brother. Her mom starts praying. <laughs> Mind you, we just left soccer practice. We were running miles and men. <laughs> She's praying. This woman is praying. To the point, I'm like, why are we praying for the same people? <laughs> I was like, I thought we were praying to eat. So her little brother just start, went ahead and started eating. I was like... <laughs> Here's me. I was like, okay, can we say amen already? <laughs> Which little brother was it? <laughs> was it you? No, no it was not me. <laughs> it was the other people. <laughs> Bro. Which little brother was it? The top vote for this post. Is Muslim here? Sunha is to eat first if the food has already been served and there's enough time left to pray. Bet she will love squeeing. I bet she will love squeeing her on that. 
So basically, um, once the food is served, Muslims are supposed to eat, then go pray. That's what I got from that post. Muslims are supposed to eat and then go pray? If the food is already served. So she was doing it on purpose. It looks like it. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? What are you trying to achieve by doing They probably that? don't like her. Probably this one comment says, NDS are Muslim, and I came to say the same thing. Mother-in-law just wanted to flex her control, and she's a major a-hole given OP said in comments that she's the one who did the cooking, not mother-in-law, not the a-hole at all. Exactly, this has nothing to do with her prayer. It's just her way of asserting dominance, which she clearly succeeded in seeing as the whole family bows down to her whims. I bet she gets off on making everyone wait for her. Mm -hmm. It makes her feel powerful. Good on you for eating your food and not waiting. I don't understand how making everyone else starve while you pray is seen as a sign of respect. That, to on a daily basis, that is not okay. Also, your husband is an a-hole. He needs to grow up and stand up to his mother BS. Man, mama's boys, bro. Mm. Why? Would you marry the mother's boy? Me? Mm. They know how to take care of their wives, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh But when it comes to the mom, though, that's where it's just like, it's a little like, you're doing a little too much, baby boy. Calm down. Mm. You're not going to marry your mom. So what did y'all vote? She's not the a-hole. The mama is the a-hole. <laughs> yeah, the mother-in-law is just doing too much. Like, baby, chill. And if she want to do that, go ahead and cook the food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even if she cooked the food, I'm eating. <laughs> right. It's on the table. Right. I mean, if I was that starving, that hungry, and I'm at a person's house, just walk out, bro. <laughs> like, walk out. <laughs> go buy your own food. <laughs> that or go home. Mm-hmm. Like... I be, I just tap on my husband. Be like, be like, baby, mm. I'm feeling cramps. I don't feel well. Mm. <laughs> like something in me, just like, you know. And then you hit him with the, I don't know if I can last. <laughs> like, I was like, something every kicking. day though. Hey, if it works, it works. I mean, uh, or before she goes to the mother-in-law, eat a snack. Mm. Eat a snack, then. She does pull something like that, or have a snack in your purse. Right. Pull it out and start eating. Be like, y'all playing with me. <laughs> Be like, y'all playing with me. Y'all wait for it. I'm going to eat me my snack. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To me, she's showing stinginess mm. in a way. Oh, my God. But now went. Okay, so. The title is, my husband wanted to sleep with other people. Now he's upset about me doing it. (laughs) (laughs) He says, my husband basically begged for a year, maybe longer, to sleep with other people. He knew I didn't want it. I told him no over and over again. I was crying so many times after he would ask. I told him I was depressed about it. I didn't want it. Why does he want other people? He said, it's nothing about me. He just wants to see what it's like with other people. Mm-hmm. Huh. That I look good, but he isn't doing it because of looks. Basically, just wanted to try anyone else. Mm-mm. Wow. After he wouldn't stop, I said, fine. I told him I don't want, I didn't want to do it, but he would not quit asking. So fine, just go for it. So just go for it. He did some stuff with the person, but not full-blown 
sex. That's all he that's all he's done. He told me when he was begging that that whole time that I can do it too and I can go have fun and go away <laughs> for the night. Well, I wasn't that interested but I started to I started talking to someone and the conversation just went that way. I haven't felt wanted like this in forever. Keep in mind, he told me a week ago I can go find someone else and just tell him when I'm going. So I told him last week I'm talking to someone. Then the other night said, okay, I'm going to do it. Wow. <laughs> At least you're communicating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, then he comes to me the next day and says he was so he was so sad about it and couldn't sleep all night and he is scared I'm going to leave him. <laughs> I told him honestly, I'm pretty pissed because I, I felt like that for a year, and he knew how I did. I didn't want to do it, but he kept begging to. He kept begging, so he's getting what he what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So now he's saying he regrets it and feels bad for doing that to me. I told him, oh well, he did it, and it's bullshit to change. Oh, my, <laughs> it's BS to change it when it's benefiting me. Mm. Honestly, my divorce, if he tells me I can't because he put me through so much SHIT, I do not want to be a single mom, but I'm pretty but I'm pretty mad about this. I gave him what he wanted after all that torment and heartache, and now he's pulling he is pulling this. He said he hasn't changed his mind, but if he does when, then I'm done. He wanted this, he got it. He didn't care about how much it hurt me. Edit. I wanted to add more info about being a single mom. I've been, I've been a stay-at-home mom a long time. I have absolutely no family or help nearby. I'm alone. Half of me feels it isn't fair that I should have to go struggle alone because of his choice to do this. He will be fine. He makes great money. I'm the one being punished. I feel like maybe at this point. I might have to, but it just adds to the hurt that I am going to have to struggle so much for something I never asked for. I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for a family. I didn't finish school, and I will not find a good-paying job. I have no idea how to afford this, and it makes me sad I won't be able to. I won't be able to be there as much for my daughter anymore if I do this. I know parents do it all the time, but I liked the life I had before this happened. It just doesn't feel fair. Being a stay-at-home mom worked for us because he works a ton constantly and goes out of town for work trips, and we didn't have to worry about two work schedules. I just got to be a mom and focus on my family. <sighs> Does it say anything about them getting divorced? She said that she said that if he said, you know, to stop, then she would. Oh, so she likes it and she's not going to stop. It sounds like, she, yeah, she wants to. Continue. So she basically found somebody new to give her the attention. The but it's attention. like for her, she's the way she's explaining it is like, oh, he asked for it, and now that I'm starting, now that I want to do it, he wants to stop. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like why try to stop something that you started. When it's be, when like the whole time she was telling him she didn't want to do it, but he kept like pushing it, pushing it for a whole year. Could it be that he was also cheating on her while he wasn't working? Right, trips? that's what I'm saying. He probably was. And then he now he was finding a way to justify those actions mm-hmm. where my wife is okay with me doing this and this and that. Mm. 
if I give her, I mean, she was a stay home mom. So he, he was like, if I give her the option to do the same thing, mm-hmm. she ain't going to do nothing because she's a stay home mom. Where is she going to find these guys? <laughs> At the grocery store. The heck? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Playing me. That's so weird. Like, why would you bring something like that to your significant other? And like, what? Why would you want to share your person with someone else? That is something like I cannot do. And the fact that she kept saying no, 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 but he kept pushing. He did not care about her. So if I feel like at that point it's just like this dude is not, you know. He's not interested anymore. And if mm-hmm. he's going to bring that stupid S-H-I-T in y'all marriage, it's time to go. Wow, I can't believe. Oh, I, I, hmm. Somebody do something mm, about that mess. That, hmm. Why, people? Man. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, uh-uh. He was, he would have a good night's sleep. <laughs> that is sick. <laughs> he would have a good night's sleep. That is sick. So this next one is going to be a serious topic. <laughs> Why are you laughing so, already? Okay. This is a trigger warning to if you can't handle sensitive topic. <laughs> um, this is from True Off My Chest um, by Stan Burke Match. It's 22 days old. The title is My Thanksgiving is About to Be Ruined and There's Nothing I Can Do. My 37 male wife. My 37 male wife. <laughs> like, so is the wife? Oh no, the one it's, I think it? it's supposed to be my th- me 37 yeah. male oh. and then wife 30. I, I think so too. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Yo, man, what the heck, bro? Reddit, man. <laughs> it's not me, it's Reddit. Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. I'm reading exactly how it's right. Okay. Let me gather my... Okay. Okay. Um, 37 male. Wife, 36 female, is a survivor of sexual assault. There's something that happened to her when she was a teenager. I won't get into detail, but to say that it has been something she has been trying to overcome since I've known her. Well, a few years ago, at a family party, my stepbrother tried to force himself on her. He has a traumatic brain injury from drugs and a car crash, so he isn't all, isn't quite out there. He did this in my father and stepmother's home in their living room in full view of his biological sister. My wife pushed him away and left the room as quickly as she could. She found me, and we left the party shortly after. Since then, I promised her I would never put her in a position where she would have to be in the same room as this person. I explained this to my dad, and he agreed with me, as my my stepbrother has had other incidents like this in the past. Fast forward to this week where a group text between family members indicated my stepbrother will be attending Thanksgiving at my biological sister's house. 
I call my dad and remind him that I promised my wife she wouldn't have to be near this person again. And he brushed it off, saying it's a big house and we could just keep them apart. Literally, the first thing my wife asked when we got home from work is, will this person be at Thanksgiving? When I say yes, but it's a big house and we can keep you apart, she told me it wasn't a problem because she and our daughter would not be going. But I'm be honest, I can't blame her at all, and I support her decision. That being said, I'm in the top spot of explaining why we are going to pull out Thanksgiving. I called my dad back to explain that we would not be attending, and that, and he got very defensive. He told me my wife was being childish, and that is not a big deal. In his defense, I have not told him about my wife's past, as I did not want to break confidentiality, but I explained that she has her very own justified reason for not wanting to be near someone who has sexually accosted her in the past. While this turned into a heated argument, my dad doesn't think it's fair that he be put in a position where he has to tell my stepmother that her son isn't welcome because then she won't be going to Thanksgiving. I told him that my stepbrother has a pattern of sexual misconduct with women that would not subject my wife to him. There were some more word back and forth, but to the core of it, it, they are going to my sister's house for Thanksgiving, and it's our choice to attend or not. I feel like I'm in a no-win scenario at this point. People are going to ask why we weren't coming, and I am honestly not sure I even want to come with a diplomatic answer. I don't understand why this part of my family chooses to treat this person with a pattern of sexually inappropriate behavior towards women to be near the women in our family, which indicates small children who are getting to their early teens. In the end, I have to do what I feel is right regarding the safety and well-being of my wife and children. Honestly, kudos to him. Yeah. Because, no. Mm -mm. There is an update. I am going to try and write this as straightforward as I can, but I'm really heated right now, so that not might not happen. Mm-hmm. To begin with, I want to thank everyone for their comments and support on my last part. We end up not having Thanksgiving at my sister's house, but end up at my wife's cousin's house instead. A lot of people thought I should have never offered, it's a big house, we can keep you and him separate as an option to my wife, and you all were correct was breaking a promise I made to her and I have since addressed this with her and apologized. This morning I called my dad and tried to extend an olive branch after everything we had said the previous week by telling him I just put a new TV in the basement we are fishing, finishing and he should come over and watch football tomorrow. He told me that's fine but at some point he, my stepmother, my wife and I need to have an adult conversation because feelings were hurt. I didn't really care for the tone he said but I'm little sensitive at this point. He then goes to tell me that my stepsister, nine-year-old daughter, recently had an incident with my stepbrother, and while I didn't get all the details of it, it sounds like it lines up what my wife had experienced. Mm-hmm. He then tells me that this little girl didn't want to attend Thanksgiving either, but they told her they would keep her safe and, and to try and be brave. She ended up going and had a good time. My dad then made it sound like my wife had been more childish than a nine-year-old girl. The entire time he is telling me this, my brain is going through a level five meltdown. I lashed out at him saying that he didn't ask a little girl to be brave and 
coerced a child into facing a family member that had or attempted to sexually assault her. I told him there are there are insane and this is going to continue until the absolute worst happened. He told me that we must we should be able to talk about this like adults and I told him he's not acting like an adult. I made it clear that under no circumstances will my family ever be in the same room as this person again. Full stop. Somehow members of my family think I'm being too harsh and that I should stop being so incendiary. Incendiary? Is it? Condescendiary? Mm-hmm. Wap. Well, <laughs> I've never heard of that word. Me neither. <laughs> Incendiary? As it's only going to hurt my feelings. It seems like they are only going to give a damn when this guy completes the creepy touching uncle cliche and actually rates somebody. I'm going to be 100% here and tell you that their feelings mean nothing compared to the safety of my wife and children. I keep being told that I need to sit down and talk to my dad and stepmother about this to find a solution. I don't see a solution outside of this guy never comes near my family or I bend and force my family to be near this guy. A lot of people in the past post thought I should just go to New North Carolina and I would rather not do that as I do love my dad and stepmother. I swear they aren't bad people but they're doing some real heinous sugar honey iced tea for some reason they can't perceive as wrong however after this last bit i'm not so sure anymore Mm, the people who are telling him to try to talk to his parents about it it seems like his parents don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. it seems like they already made their mind up they want you know Mm -hmm. they're not they're not looking at it as a bad Bad thing. thing you know they're looking at him. He had drugs and he's missing some screws. Mm-hmm. But that is just an excuse. Yeah. Like, you can't keep using that same thing and then involve a child. Mm-hmm. A nine-year-old child. Like, and then it's so weird, like, the way people force people to, like, get over yeah. traumatic yes. things. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, especially a child... That is gonna sit with them, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like they're not gonna forget about it. Their they're lives. gonna keep thinking about it unless they like heal from it. But they will keep remembering. This I remember that time yeah. when this person did this to me, mm-hmm. and I was forced to be mm-hmm. in, the in the same, in the same room. room as him. Yeah, yeah, because I know for sure I would remember. Because that is just something that you can't forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm top comment is you need to call CPS Child Protective Service and someone else replied please do this how could they keep a young little girl with her abuser in the same room and mm-hmm. play happy family mm-hmm. but not addressing the elephant in the room mm-hmm. I sure as hell believe that girl was on the verge of having a men- mental breakdown but was forced to mm-hmm. quote unquote behave for the sake of activities also not only he a sexual sexual offender he's not a predo for messing with a nine-year-old mm-hmm. let that sink in so it's his sister basically pretty much or his sister's child because uncle will be sister's child mm-hmm. then that's his niece 
Mm. When people feel uncomfortable about a situation, they like to brush it all under the rug. Mm -hmm. Like, please, address the fact that this man is doing this. And for for them... I I think it's an important topic to touch Mm -hmm. coming from an African household. Oh! Mm -hmm. Honey! I, you know... I think we need to look at it from an African point of view, you know, to like, I feel like we, it's a topic that is hot and that it's just wrong. Of course it's wrong in our point of view, but we brush it off like it's nothing. A lot of them. It has been repeated for years, Mm -hmm. centuries. Yes. It's like, why are we still avoiding it? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the demon. It was not him. Yeah. No, like, come I love that on. <laughs> they love using that. I mean, there was a earlier this year, or was it last year, when a person that we knew sexually assaulted a little girl. I had no doubt about that, dude, if I'm going to be honest with y'all. Can you? But then, okay, so it's. Because we're told to, like, stay quiet mm-hmm. when somebody is all touchy-feely, just a little, like, they're all up in your space, mm. you know, like, mm. they, oh, I feel like they know what they're doing yeah. because they know you're not going to speak up. Mm-hmm. Because they know us, us being females, mm-hmm. our rep represent, it, our rep is important that we stay, quote-unquote, innocent. Exactly. Like, touch-free, like, pure. Same. And. Because they expect us not to say anything. They expect us to just take it and just, you know, be quiet. Because that's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were raised to just ignore it, you know. Only, only like, take it seriously basically when the clothes come off. Mm-hmm. But before that, not it's like. Not even when the clothes come off. Even after the clothes have come off. You can't even talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you feel comfortable going to your mom and your parents be like, hey, mom, I was sexually assaulted? Absolutely not. No. They probably won't even believe you. And then what is, mm-hmm. if they did believe you, who would they blame? They blame you. <laughs> they blame Goodness you. gracious. It's always the female. Mm-hmm. Why... They're always going for the fact that, oh, you're just indecent. Mm -hmm. Okay, but, like, let's take, for an example, a Muslim woman that is covered from head to toe, Mm -hmm. that you can't see anything. But she, too, will still get sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. by someone, by a man, and she will still get blamed for that. Mm -hmm. Like, why do we not hold the men accountable for their actions? And then why have we, as society, accepted that it's okay for a male to rape a female? Like, a male who who rapes a female will literally walk around, be Mm ruined, like nothing. He lives his life like if he was perfect. Mm -hmm. But you as a female has been sexually assaulted. You are broken. You are untouchable. Nobody really wants you. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you are a creature that everybody's trying to avoid. Right. 
And it's like nowadays it's gotten worse where it's like it's pastors and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, who are like out here doing it, you know. And it's like, oh, they try to blame it on us. They're like, oh, you should not be wearing this at church, this and that. And then they also try to blame it on the devil. But then it's also like, okay, you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. If the devil comes and try to get you to do something, there's also that. If you're an actual pastor, like a true, true pastor, mm-hmm. you have the spirit of the devil and the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. So the devil can come and whisper something in your ears. But the Holy Spirit can also be like, hey, don't do this. Mm-hmm. So why let the devil control you? Right. As a pastor, as a person who goes around teaching, kind of and then... <laughs> And then y'all go, and then y'all, y'all go, and y'all, and y'all still, after doing whatever the heck you just did to somebody's daughter, to a person that probably you see as your daughter, mm-hmm. and then you go up there and you preach as if, yo, because so that is nasty. And y'all won't see heaven. Mm-hmm. You who is out there. If your daddy's like that, let me see. But now, y'all will not see heaven, bro. Because it's like, you out here, you're out here being a hypocrite. You're mm-hmm. preaching, oh, don't do this, don't do that. But you're out here touching other people's kids when you're the one who's supposed to be leading them. You're supposed to be telling them, hey, don't do this, don't do that. But you're the one out here. You're supposed oh, to be Jesus. guiding them. Guiding them. And you're supposed to be an example to the to the exactly. church. But you're out here doing things. And then when people find out about it, you want to act all innocent and stuff. Oh, Man. my gosh. It's that let's just forgive and move on. Heck no, nah, bro. Man. Okay, what Hold about the little girl? that man accountable for his actions. The little girl not going to forgive and forget. Right. The heck? They force you to forgive them, but, like, you will never forget that. You will that. still carry that. You will carry that with you until probably the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Man. So we need to start. Our community needs to start holding mm-hmm. people like that accountable. Don't just brush it off. Sure. The conversation about forgiveness and forgetting will happen, but do not force it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take the steps to like actually be like the man has to be like, okay, I did this, I apologize, but do not expect for that person to just forgive you right there mm-hmm. and then. It's gonna be a process for them mm-hmm. to be like, I hear you. Like you're asking for forgiveness, but are you really? Yeah, are you really? Is it coming from the heart, or are you just saying it just to say it? Cause like they will say it and then go back and do the same <coughs> thing again. So it's like mm. I feel like it would be so much better if it was to happen and then they will come and be like, if you really, really, really mean it and ask for forgiveness. See, mm-hmm. I feel like let's say if it was to happen to to my daughter, mm. right? One thing, like, one thing I love about our generation is that we're able to talk about these things and we know, like, if it was to happen to any, any of our kids or anybody in the community, we wouldn't just be quiet about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, f- I don't know about y'all, but I would not be quiet about um, it. I'm taking this man to jail. Yes, the report last- him. I'm not, because we got to heal from trauma. And, like, if what's happened to my daughter, I need to show her that, hey, she can trust Yeah, she can come to yeah. me. The, and then it's important that we address these issues that, you know, because if I leave it be, then she grows up with them trauma and mm-hmm. grows up with all these scars. And then 
also she wouldn't have bad relationship with men. You yeah. know, she would think all men are the same, and she also have bad relationship with herself. You know, safe um, self hatred because she would think mm-hmm. she caused that. And mm-hmm. I prefer, I want mm-hmm. to be the safe haven to my kids. Yeah, of course. So it's a touchy t- subject, but like it's we need to, we need to stop because mm-hmm. there's some people like with the whole situation that you were talking about, what that happened with that guy that we knew Mm -hmm. so like there were some people especially his sister i heard this audio where his sister was like was defending him and it's just like bro that is not okay Mm -hmm. yes let's okay he's getting married okay his wife his fiance knows you know what she knows about it there's no way it's been going around the internet and she don't know about him Mm -hmm. okay let her deal with that that's her decision she decided to marry him but like also it got to be known. Yes. Because that little girl needs to know, the little girl that he did it, maybe it wasn't just her. Some mm-hmm. some kids will stay quiet and won't say anything because they know the community that they're in. Yes. But people need to know or other girls need to know that they can they can tell their story. Mm-hmm. It's going to be heard. We're going to, you know, go on social media and talk about it, you know. And that we are going to be heard and seen. Heard and seen because, like... <laughs> No, she was defending him, and it was just like, that is disgusting. Like, imagine if it was your daughter. Yes, he's your brother and everything, but no, what, like, no matter what, he's your brother. But if he did something wrong, do not defend him. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yes, he's your brother, but he still did something wrong. Imagine if, how do you know he's not doing it to your daughter? Because I know the mm. sister who was talking, she has, she has a, a kid a older kid, you know, a older daughter or whatever, that um, she she's probably around the age of maybe like sixteen or something like that. And it's just like, imagine if it was your daughter, mm. what would you do? You know, and it's just it's crazy. People really be out here defending their their people and stuff, and it's just like, no, there's a time, there's a place, and there's a reason. Yes, there's no place, there's no time to be out here defending. No, you can defend. W- for a different topic. I'm not saying defend him for this exact reason. If that makes sense. And I also feel like people need to leave his wife alone. Like, <laughs> she knows what she's doing, you know? Like, she knows this is what I decided. This is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. She's heard the stuff. Maybe he might be lying to her, but also, like, Really? <laughs> you out here on social media. Really? You're going you're gonna to see everything. But she she sees how he is. So she's choosing to marry him. She's choosing to get engaged to him, knowing how he is. So y'all need to leave her alone. She she just... Mm. Speaking mm. of that, I think it's very important uh, for us female to kind of know who we get in bed with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like, don't just brush off anything or everything Mm -hmm. just know your limit you know if you want to be with a molester hey if that's what you prefer that's on you just know you have you have to work 10 times harder to protect your children yes think about your kids because there's nothing that says that he won't do it i mean yeah i believe in people changing Mm -hmm. yeah people can change you know but But then it's been shown a pattern here Mm-hmm. Because when that came out, that was not the first time we heard about it. Yeah. The for what previous year, 
people went and stormed this person's Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, hey, the rapist, this person did this and this and this. He needs to be thrown in jail. So you, a person can change, yes, but look at that pattern. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, is this something I can do for the rest of my life? Can I trust this person to watch my one-year-old daughter? Goodness. What, what's the limit? Can I trust him to change her diaper? Or yeah. will he have disgusting thoughts about You know, her? or can I Because, you know, one thing a lot of people, I don't know if people know it, but, like, rape can kill mm-hmm. someone. So, like, it can kill you can he can do it, you know, thinking oh, you know, for his pleasure, but end up killing that kid mm-hmm. because there's a certain age where like kids are not even supposed to be having that done to them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's supposed to be having done to them, but like it's kids, yeah, they have not developed, so it kills. He's basically a murderer. Not trying to put him, but like it's not like. That's nothing to joke around with. Now you, now she over here gotta watch, gotta be like, oh, I can't leave my kids with my husband. And if she do leave them with her, with him, she's over here. Your mind is going crazy. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. what is he doing to them? Mm-hmm. You know, gotta install cameras up in that house because you don't Ooh. trust him. I have some maximum security up in <laughs> that home. <laughs> yeah, like, that is so scary. But I it feel is. like we should normalize it in our community mm-hmm. and like start addressing it mm-hmm. i understand like um our parents generation and the generation that came before them it was just they it is, was they did not talk about it at all they didn't yeah. talk about a lot of things yeah. and i think we as a generation we as the future we need to address a lot mm-hmm. like we have a lot of work to do to get to a point where we feel safe, you know, yeah. to a point where we are ver- voicing our opinion and we're breaking that um, generation curses. We're breaking that generation drama, trauma. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure none of y'all want to raise your kids how y'all were raised. Mm. There's some things <laughs> that, I, that I would, mm-hmm. but then there's other things that's just like, you yeah, want to do just different. a little bit different. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I want I want my kid to come to me and tell me things. Mm-hmm. Like me, I can go to my parents tell. I can go to my mom and be like, "Hey, mom, I got a boyfriend or whatever, you know." <laughs> <laughs> or mom, I'm interested in this guy. No, you know, because then they'd be like, first of all, they don't even believe in boyfriends. They'd be like, "That's your fiance, baby." Mm-hmm. And you know, that's just there's like things, especially the part about just my kid being open with me. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I really, really want and want like to teach my kids as they're growing like come to me with yes. everything that you need anything you can come to me whether it's comfortable mm-hmm. or uncomfortable if you get drunk call me i'll come pick you up and then we talk about it tomorrow <laughs> when you wake up <laughs> like call me it's better it's better than driving you know mm-hmm. drunk and everything you know yeah. call me we talk about it once you wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. I, you might get a whooping or something but mm-hmm. like as long as just call me yeah yeah. That's tomorrow's problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a I had a song that I just said I totally forgot about it. Mm. Damn, a song? No, mm. I had a statement mm. to a little insight, but but I just feel like people were there are people who are like what's the word 
Like, you know, they're just those people that talk like this. Mm. I'm not that type of person. Talk while touching you. Uh, yeah. There's a limit. I talk yeah. while touching, but mm-hmm. I got to know you. It de- right. Yes, yes. Like, I would touch yeah. Rosie I'm talking to her, mm-hmm. but if I don't know Rosine, like... I'm like, oh, you're not cool you like can that. tell, but you can tell, uh, uh, what is the it? Difference. A person. You can tell a person is is fishy by yes. the, when you're talking to them. They don't look at you in your face. They're they look, like, yeah. they look everywhere. Or they, or they look, look at your chest. They look at your chest. They start making these little, these little comments and stuff. Girl, you have a big chest. Who? <laughs> you haven't had Somebody them. Come- said that. Mm. Or they got no, a whole wife. They me. got a whole wife, and then they be coming to you. They be coming talking to you, looking at your. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I just get that? I was. Like, <laughs> I cannot. But no, there be some people who have wives and everything. Like you got a whole wife, you got kids. You over here coming to talk to me. You looking at my chest, bro. Like, go my Okay. <laughs> Go See, to your wife. Thing, like, it's so normal in our culture. I don't know what... I don't know if that's the way to, like, show... What is it? Attraction? No. Mm. I don't think so. It's more of, um, for example, if a married man is sitting on you, you want to save his marriage, his family. You just don't want to disown your family and... Mm. You come up to me when you marry man. We gonna, <laughs> I'm be like, let me call your wife. Yeah. Let's talk while your wife is beside us, okay? Right. I cannot. That's why I don't talk to her. You know who I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't talk to old dude. You come talk to me while your wife is there. There's two of them. Y'all Talk to me when your wife is there. Do mm-hmm. not talk to me if she's not there. That's why I just, hmm, I be minding my own business. Yeah. I go shh, to mm-hmm. my car, playing with me. I respect that. Thank you. But some, bro. And it's like, if you're not ready to get married, do not get married. Mm-hmm. If you still want to go effing around, please, F around while you're still, mm-hmm. you know, single. Because then it's like, you're ruining your wife, mm. you know, you gotta think about your wife. You ruining your wife, and also, and it's a lot of married men who be out here, you know, raping and stuff. It's like think about your wife, what your wife has to deal with, because Africans will talk, and they will talk mm. in front of your face. Them people, mm. they got no chill. <laughs> they will talk about you in front of your face, and they will be out here blaming mm. that wife. They will blame the wife too. And go, if, if the wife was taking good care of him, he wouldn't, wouldn't be. be mm. Man, some guys just can't have enough. Why are we in married people business? <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of my house. <laughs> Man, um, if that happened to me, mm. I want to show my face in ch- anywhere again. Yeah, because that. Because then be it's like. That'd be like. He he might have to sleep outside for some time because it's like you didn't embarrass yourself. You embarrassed mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruining my name and everything. And my daddy's name probably too. <laughs> Man. My <laughs> dad calling my phone and everything. <laughs> Man. Hello. I think we are good. Any last comments? 
Nah, y'all just get your man straight. <laughs> men, men, even it happens to guys too. Let's just not say, let, yeah. let us not talk about, um, uh, what is it, girls. But it happens to guys too. Mm-hmm. For you out there who don't know how to control yourselves, pray about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pray, ask God to give yourself control because y'all ruining people out here for mm-hmm. real. Like, get it together. Get, get them demons straightened up, for Get your S-H-I-T together because y'all, y'all ruining people guys and i don't think people realize that um relationships kind of prevents the next relationship from being better mm-hmm. yes like mm-hmm. yeah because you the baggage the awful things mm-hmm. that you go through you carry it yeah you're carrying it into the next mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. and then when would that stop mm when you and even when you find somebody who can treat you right, everybody mm-hmm. who's doing everything right, it's like so hard to accept them and also to like show the same energy because it's like you don't know whether you should do it or not because of what's happened to you in the right. past. Man, yep. <laughs> I think I want to get in a relationship where the person that I end up with, I kind of want to. I kind of want them to be somebody who hasn't experienced so much trauma. Mm-hmm. They so that they're n- not putting me down because of things that they've been through. Yeah, they're gonna like put it, project it onto you. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, "Oh, she gonna do me the same way." Yeah, those other people did me. And I don't want to do that Man, same thing. Why, why is that <laughs> him right now, bro? <laughs> you ever tell us some, oh, all these girls been wasting my time. I won't waste your time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. Nah, that's, that, I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Like, guys be, I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. Please do not come for me. <laughs> but <laughs> even girls, too, they be just mm-hmm. going around dating yeah. back to back. Mm-hmm. Having the serial daters, like having S E X back to back with different people, mm-hmm. and then it's, it's so like you gross. can't even find a decent guy because they they've been, they ran, been through. ran through, bro. Man, <sighs> okay, Yikes. y'all. We it's getting late here, mm-hmm. and so it was a pleasure having you guys here. Happy, you're welcome to come back anytime. You know that. We enjoy having this little, small little talk with you, and we enjoy your little inputs. I know I did. Let me speak for myself. (laughs) (laughs) We both did. Yeah. So I think this is it. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to like, comment, mm, like, comment, share, and you know, just spread the word. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Come back for more tea and laughter and serious talks. Serious talks. Everything. We got it. Mm-hmm. Two passing by. <laughs> <laughs>